Hello, yeah! You're listening to the Meta Fandom Boys podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Stephen Grant, and I'm a gift shop is living in London, working at the Museum of Art. Psst. What? Oh, come on, Mark. You know I like this kind of stuff. This is pretty boring, Stephen. We have better things to do, like figuring out where Lela is and finding her. Oh, I'm sure she's alright. She can take care of herself. Who the hell is that? Is that? Oh, yep, that's Bushman. The guy who killed you after which country resurrected us? Yeah, yeah, Stephen, give me the bodies. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I just need to tell the audience that we won't be able to talk and that the Meta Fandom Boys will take it from here and talk about how awesome our new show is and how awesome we were as Conshu's Fist of Vengeance. Okay, okay, fine, Mark, you can take the body. I'm Sanvid Vaidya. And I'm Ashmit Kumar. And you're listening to us, the Meta Fandom Boys. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode three of the Meta Fandom Boys podcast. I'm your host, Sanvid Vedil, joined by my co-host, Ashmit Kumar. Hello, guys. Excited to be back again. This is your episode 3. This is your Moon Knight episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or TuneIn Radio, or even Google Podcasts, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow us on those platforms if you like what you're listening. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, at MetaFandomBoys, or follow me at Sunvid at Sunvid underscore underscore Vedya. And Ashmit at Ashmit Kumar 001. You've already read the title. Let's get into it. This is your season review, or should I say series review? Because the season two hasn't exactly been greenlit yet. This is your series review of Marvel Studios' Moon Knight, the MCU's first solo show of a completely new character, our first introduction to a completely new character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And all six episodes of Moon Knight are now streaming on Disney Plus Hotstar. So do yourself a favor and watch those episodes if you haven't already. Of course, we'll be driving deep into spoilers. So if you still haven't had the opportunity to watch all six episodes of Marvel Studios Moon Knight, go on Disney Plus Hotstar and enjoy them. You can actually even binge watch all six of them right now instead of waiting for a week to just see how every episode pans out. But this is a stellar show, by the way, I just want to add. It finishes off in style. Not a huge, mind-blowing finale, but it sticks the landing, makes the entire character study work, and makes the character story worth being told. At the end of the day, this is also Marvel's first show which deals with a sensitive topic of dissociative identity disorder. And writer, director... Mohammed Diab and Jeremy Lee Sater, they really make sure that they can flesh out a character without a lot of MCU connection. Jeremy Slater is the writer for the show. He also worked on Umbrella Academy for Netflix. Um, and the show is directed by, I think, yeah, it was one, three, five, and six are directed by Mohammed Diab. And episodes two and four are directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Oscar Isaac, ladies and gentlemen, this guy, there's a reason why he's one of the best actors in Hollywood right now. He's, this is his third time playing a Marvel character and he knocked it out of the park. It would be hard to see that the guy who played Apocalypse is the same guy playing this character. Exactly. It, it's like, it's like that line from The Dark Knight. 
you're you either die an egyptian villain or live long enough to see yourself become an egyptian superhero and that is <laughs> perfect in oscar isaac's like that one exactly oscar isaac truly knocks it out of the park and again this is a really complicated character and the fact that marvel chose to tell this story on a long form format of 6 episodes is brilliant oscar isaac truly knocks it out of the park he plays jewish american mercenary mark specter with dissociative identity disorder who becomes the avatar or should i say the fist of vengeance for the egyptian moon god khonshu with his alters being steven grant a mild mannered british gift shop employee who becomes mr knight and grant's other persona is the third personality called jake lockley whom we get a small hint of in the post credit scene of the finale now oscar isaac leaned into the chicago guy who's pushing people away for the portrayal of mark specter because again he's a mercenary he's a guy who who's been rejected by his mother who has some really traumatic memories and there's a reason why he created steven as a personality Producer Kevin Feige said that Spectre is a brutal action hero and said that the series would not pull back from portraying the violence of the character because of how troubled he truly is. Each of Spectre's identities are his dissociative identity disorder parts all broken up into three different pieces and it was differentiated in the script by their attitudes and Isa Isaac chose to take this further by giving them different accents so that he can differentiate while portraying those characters and all three of them look unique. in their own way. Ethan Hawke, my god, what a villain. Arthur Harrow, like Ethan Hawke again, acting legend. He's been in the Hollywood business since quite a long time, absolute legend. And he plays again an equally complicated character villain. And again, they bring the Egyptian gods into this entire aspect to make the show very much like Indiana Jones meets Fight Club. the fight club aspect of it being the dissociative identity disorder and the entire indiana jones egyptian tomb searching idea of it all like a bounty hunter thing is very much how moon knight goes into the entire character study and ethan hawk truly nails that playing arthur harrow a cult leader associated with egyptian goddess amit he's trying to release amit from her tomb he's trying to find her tomb and release her and amit is the god of judgment she judges people based on the crimes that they have done in the past and the crimes which they are going to commit in the future harrow was conscious previous avatar before specter he was uh, obviously conscious avatar he also played uh, conscious fist of vengeance but hawk worked in tandem with oscar isaac to conceive harrow as an absolute opposite of mark specter wanting to perform inverse actions or emotions to him and saw Haro as a mix between a monk and a doctor he took uh, he was very much like a david koresh type character with a small hint of psychiatric skull jump and again ethan hawk truly knocks it out of the park makes sure that it's very much grounded but also very much of a monk type of character who already knows and can see through people and see through their character before judging them and then of course the ones if your judgment if your scales don't balance and if your scales turn into the red color then you and your soul is taken into the crime and amit takes your soul away that's basically how amit as a god works first episode is basically it starts from steven grant again a personality who doesn't know that another personality of his is already a superhero so the best part about the show is that mark specter is already moon knight when the show starts they go back to that aspect of origin stories in episode 
but episode 1 starts off as the fact that Oscar Isaac has already been Moon Knight this MCU ver- version has already been Moon Knight for a few months and has been living in absolute silence and in secret without anyone finding that he's Moon Knight so basically Steven Grant is that one personality who doesn't know that his whole body is that he's not real Steven Grant again is a personality which was created on the spot and is not real but Steven Grant works at the British Museum in London where he hopes to become a tour guide using his knowledge of ancient Egypt episode 1 basically starts with him realizing that his entire body lands up in places where he's never even been to and his whole mind blacks out every single time mark or any other personality takes control and he as a character steven is again very mild mannered is a very soft very soft spoken and not much of a very adventuristic guy but only someone who wants to escape from the tough things that are happening in his life he realizes that two days have been have been passed since his entire mental blackout and realizes that something is wrong with him but he doesn't respect the fact that he should go to a mental hospital unless being forced by the museum authorities in london he finds out who arthur haro is he lands up in the austrian alps and witnesses a cult meeting by arthur haro who and teases him judging other people and he realizes something is completely wrong and then he and i love that the best part about how the personalities can talk to each other is through the mirror reflections the reflection asks to take control of the body every single time mark wants to change into steven or steven wants to change into mark they both look at the mirror and that's how they talk to each other and that was like a brilliant idea to show that there are two different personalities living inside the same body grant escapes from haro but is forced to remain at work that night to make up for being late and then haro summons a jackal like creature to attack grant again being amit's avatar helps him grant this power he he basically has a staff and he says a mantra or should i say like an egyptian phrase or an egyptian mantra or a spell rather to call the egyptian jackal gods which again anubis was a jackal and anubis is the person who holds the scales of justice so all the egyptian jackal monsters can be summoned rather by ethan hawk's character and he basically uses those uses that energy to call those jackals he sends them across mark and should i say steven because steven again doesn't know why he's being pursued by all of this and why he's such a target because he actually has the power of a scarab which is actually required to summon amit's tomb from the pyramid so again steven grant is attacked but then he goes into the museum bathroom and he uses the reflections to talk to mark and mark tells him to give control of the body so when mark takes control of the body the entire moon knight suit comes in and he kills that jackal and that's exactly how your introduction to moon knight is through episode 1 then episode 2 starts with steven grant being blamed for the damage caused by the jackal creature because the security cameras cannot see who the jackal is you have to see it to believe it but mark and steven can only see that because they are the avatar of konshu otherwise that entire thing is very much of a supernatural being attacking him without anyone seeing who he is and that's exactly why mark knows that he is conscious avatar and that only he and steven and everyone or every other personality in his body can see what the jackal creature looks like he speaks with his reflection another identity in grant's body that imp- introduces him as mark specter and grant is confronted by leila when he finds out who the locker is all about leila is specter's wife again not from the comics this is completely new who he is she is unaware of grant's existence she's unaware of steven's existence 
before being arrested by police officers working for Harrow. He sends two police officers who are actually members of his cult. And he Harrow reveals that he was Khonshu's previous avatar until he chose instead to follow Amit. And Lela rescues Grant, but Harrow summons another jackal creature to both of them are again trying to find who uh, Harrow works for and why is he doing this. And Stephen again is so scared but doesn't want to give his personality to Mark because he knows that if he does, Mark will kill every single person in the room and he doesn't want to be known for a killer. Spectre kills the jackal but I loses the scarab to Harrow and Khonshu threatens to claim Lela as his next avatar if Spectre fails to stop Harrow from getting to Amit's tomb first. Episode 3 is where the real good starts coming because again, episode 3 is where the entire focus shifts to Egypt Cairo. I personally am a person who's visited Cairo. I stayed in Cairo for four years and I just want to say it's a beautiful city. I love that the MCU is now expanding instead of having basic stories being told in New York City or London or where all the other Avengers live. The stories are now focused to every single other place in the continent. And again, Moon Knight is an Egyptian superhero. So now letting Moon Knight take his entire stand and make the show stand on its own without any MCU references. They went to Egypt. And then episode 3 starts from Moon with Spectre. Grant is now on the backside and Mark Spectre takes control. They both experience blackouts while trying to lead Harrow's location and trying to find where Harrow is. You get a little bit of Egyptian action. You get a few Egyptian songs in the middle to make the entire plot feel really unique. And again, great job on Marvel's aspect to really expand the MCU throughout and make every other audience member all across the world seen through these shows. We see Lela come to episode 3. She makes fake passports through her mother. And uh, we also get to meet a new character called Anton Mogart, who is an acquaintance of her, who owns the sarcophagus which Spectre needs to find where Amit's tomb is located. Anton Mogart is actually in the comics called Midnight Man. He's again a Moon Knight villain. Again, they don't show, they don't go over their Midnight Man aspect of it all in the comics uh, that much into this show. He's just a random rich guy who has a sarcophagus for some reason and has his entire security. And he likes horse riding and horse fight. And again, when Mark and Lela both reach at that particular place, Harrow arrives and tells Anton that they are both here in search of the sarcophagus and that he should not give them the sarcophagus because it will lead to Amit's tomb. And then he destroys the sarcophagus just, just before Mark can find a spell or find a particular aspect or a fragment of a map which can lead him towards Amit's tomb. So when, so then he again uh, suits up as Moon Knight, uh, kills Anton Mogart. And Anton Mogart, by the way, the actor is played by Gaspard Uliel, uh, who recently tragically passed away in a ski crash. So this episode was dedicated to him. And he did a brilliant job, by the way, in whatever little screen time he truly had. The other gods imprison Khonshu when Khonshu helps Spectre and Steven to find the location of, of Amit's tomb because the star map which they are able to retrieve from the sarcophagus, it, that is actually missing and he has to use a pretty much of a jigsaw puzzle to connect all the dots and find the star collection on the night Amit's tomb was buried. So to go back to that exact night, Khonshu uses his powers to go to change the alignment of the stars in the sky at night all the way back to what it was 2000 years ago. 
so he ha- so he uses obviously steven's power to just shift the night sky and the star alignment to what it was 2000 years ago when amit was actually buried episode 4 is the big one episode 4 is where they do find out amit's location and they go into a phase inside the pyramids again steven has a crush on mark's wife lela it kind of becomes like a weird threesome which i know it sounds a little gross but it it, it does become a little bit of that and steven realizes that he is in love with lela and he actually kisses her and then mark punches him through his other personality and that's a little bit of a funny aspect but they get inside the pyramid in search of the tomb they come across a maze in the shape of the eye of horus that discovers eye of horus is a weapon which was used by amit amit ushapti is found inside alexander the great alexander the great was Amit's avatar in the MCU. I don't think they have ever done that in the in real life. But they they also find out some of Haru's men are also inside the pyramids, and they are killed by undead Egyptian priests. So they are actually like skulls, more like uh, zombies, kind of very much Indiana Jones type zombies. Who then attack Grant and Layla. But then Layla defeats the priests and encounters Haru, who says that Mark has been hiding a big secret from her as to why he's hiding something. and then we find out the big exposure that she, her father was an archaeologist named Abdullah El Fauli grant finds the tomb and discovers that amit's last avatar was alexander the great he retrieves amit's ushapti from inside alexander's body and lela angrily confronts specter who reveals that his partner killed lela's father and specter himself before conchu revives specter as his avatar and that's when he became moon knight haro arrives tells mark to surrender but then mark uses an axe to kill two of the other guys and that's when the biggest twist of the entire episode happens when Harrow shoots Spectre two bullets and Spectre dies and then the camera shows him just drowning inside the water and then the camera switches to a mental hospital television show a television show called Tomb Buster Tomb Buster and kind kind of gives you that kind of vibe san tan tan exactly and and then like the entire background music changes and then you realize that this all of this was possibly a dream and that none of this was real the camera then switches to the mental hospital which is by the way taken right from the 2016 version of the moon knight comics written by greg smallwood and jeff lemire um, that's the comic where moon knight or should i say mark specter finds himself in a mental hospital a psychiatric mental hospital and questions everything that has happened to him leading up to this moment and that's exactly where episode 4 goes where you realize that Oscar Isaac is in a wheelchair all the other people he's witnessed or met till now from episode 1 to 4 is also inside that mental hospital and that all of this was just something he was imagining and that none of this was real and he meets Leila and he sees everyone in a white robe and realizes that he has a moon knight action figure in his hands and that's when he starts questioning everything and that's when he meets dr haro who is again also ha- again ethan hawk portraying dr haro and he starts questioning everything that has happened to him in life and suddenly he ends up in the middle of the psychiatric hospital he tries to outrun he opens one of the doors and finds one of the egyptian egyptian tombs he opens that tomb and from that tomb comes out steven mark and steven both parts of the same body but because they are in this mind blowing illusion that none of this is real they both embrace each other because again they are now separate and not just one body they see a third egyptian tomb but they don't open it they open the door 
and suddenly through that door you see goddess Tavaret who is a hippopotamus headed woman Egyptian goddess Tavaret who explains that Spectre and Grant are dead and in the psychiatric hospital which is an illusion of Mark's head but they are actually in the afterlife or should I say the Egyptian afterlife and that's when we head into episode 5 the Egyptian afterlife also known as the Duat now the Duat in Egyptian afterlife it's basically a boat traveling through sand and traveling towards Aru, which is the field of reeds, which is also known as the paradise for eternity for all the souls who come inside the Dua. So if you are dead, your soul and your heart is judged by the scales of justice. Your heart or your soul needs to balance with the weight of a tiny little feather. The weight of the feather and the weight of the heart should match and should be balanced in a perfect way for them or for Mark to be considered worthy of getting inside the field of reeds, aka Aru, aka the eternity for paradise. So when Mark and Stephen find out about this, and when Egyptian goddess Tavaret, or should I say the hippo goddess, takes their hearts and judges them, she realizes that their hearts are incomplete and that they should actually go behind and see each one of their memories and explain why one personality is hiding from the other. So when Mark is afraid of finding about what his memories have been hiding, Stephen wants to know what Mark's memories were. He finds out that Stephen's brother was actually killed when Stephen and his brother, both as youngsters, went to a small cave as an exploration after being inspired by Tomb Buster. They went inside a cave and they actually drowned where Mark was able to save himself but was unable to save his brother Randall. Now Randall in the comics actually becomes a Moon Knight villain growing up but again I think this show decided to kill him off in the episode. But again, a different choice to make sure that the MCU is different from the comics. But Mark realizes that all the things he's been hiding from himself and hiding from Steven have to come to light in order for his soul to balance and for him to reach the field of reeds. So Mark has to show all the all the bad memories that he has, which led to him creating Steven. So when Steven finds out that his mom blamed him for the rest of his life, just because he was unable to save his brother, he realizes that that was the day, that was the day that Mark decided to create a different personality called Steven just to escape from the trauma that his mother blamed him every year and every single day of his life that he was the one who was unable to save his brother. And that's why he created the personality of Steven just to escape from all of that. And that's when he realizes how important Steven is because Steven was the good side of him realizing that every single thing that is bad in his life, but Steven is the only thing that kept everything fixed. And Steven had to live with the idea that his mom was alive and that his mom was safe. And Oscar Isaac delivers a brilliant performance in episode 5. Episode 5, I can actually can compare with WandaVision episode 8 because it's brilliant and just the profound storytelling of mental health and how trauma shapes us as who we are. And then episode 6 delivers a mind-blowing, or should I say a brilliant yet safe finale. Episode 6 goes into the aspect of Harrow having already freed Amit and slaying the other Egyptian gods. And the best part about episode 5, or should I say the one part which scared everyone else, was the fact that while they were fighting for their life, Mark and Steven were fighting for their life after they found out that their hearts were never going to match and that they were never going to reach the field of reeds. Mark finds out that he has to fight all the other demons who will take him inside the Duat. But Steven also tries to help him before they reach the field of reeds. But Steven unfortunately falls inside the Duat 
and gets frozen into sand like the movie Frozen. If you remember Elsa and Anna, that's exactly the way that went. But instead, he got frozen in sand. And Mark realizes that his heart automatically balances with the feather, and the scales of justice balance, and he reaches the field of reeds. Which is where I was very much doubtful that episode six will not be able to dive much deeper into that aspect. But episode six did. Where episode six, Mark goes back, he escapes the field of reeds, goes back to Stephen, tells him how much Stephen meant to him, and how much without Stephen he would not be able to come this far in his life. That's when you realize how much important Stephen is, and that's when both of their hearts are complete, and Stephen comes back from the duat. and he comes back to life mark and specter both run towards the gates of osiris and save themselves that's when they come back to life this time haro has successfully awoken amit and amit judges haro's scales and deems him unworthy to live but because he was the one who resurrected her and went through all these efforts just to make sure that she can come back to life he delays his death until after she's taken over the world and has taken and eaten all the souls of and every single person who is unworthy meanwhile leila talks to tower at the hippo through the dead bodies who haro killed the security guards who haro killed to get through the tomb and leila talks to tavaret and tavaret tells him that there is a way to save mark if she is able to free konshu by going back to the tomb where where konshu was imprisoned by the other gods and getting to his ushapti first and setting him free so leela disguises herself and joins haro's team of mercenaries and sneaks into the pyramid to find konshu's ushapti on finding it she breaks the ushapti and sets him free but since mark had still not come back to life he couldn't sense his presence anymore in the real world so he asks leela to become his avatar but she says no knowing how he used mark in the same way so konshu then tries to talk to amit in his normal form but she's already too powerful and on a set path to judge and eat every soul she can so they both fight until mark comes back to life and konshu senses his presence and removes the two bullets which haro shot him with and then brings him back to life and suits him up as moon knight mark and steven both suited up then make a deal with Konshu to set them both free forever after defeating Haro and Amit and after Konshu promises that he will do so Konshu brings in the night sky and Mark suits up as Moon Knight and flies towards the pyramid where Haro and Amit are about to take over Cairo Egypt and they fight Haro we get an amazing action sequence And while Mark flies towards Cairo, Leila tries to talk to the avatars of the other gods whom Haro killed before resurrecting Amit in order to find a way to kill or imprison Amit. One of the avatars tell her a spell to imprison Amit before dying. But then Tavareth talks through the avatar's dead body and asks if Leila would like to be her avatar. To which she says yes, temporarily. and then she gets this awesome gold wing suit that makes her the scarlet scarab now the scarlet scarab in the marvel comics is a male hero where abdullah faul becomes the scarlet scarab but here they've changed their origin story where abdullah al fauli is leila's father and then leila becomes the scarlet scarab very rare in the comics and again they've changed the origin story the mcu wanted to be a little unique in that this particular aspect while mark and steven are fighting haro and his mercenaries Konshu and Amit are also fighting each other in the background. That's when Leila joins in the fight with her Scarlet Scarab outfit and together they team up. But Haro gets the upper hand in the fight and uses Amit's staff to suck Konshu's power away from Mark and Steven. 
and just when Mark was about to die, he blacks out and the camera blacks out and the match cuts and then the camera cuts back to Mark's face but with Haru's injured body in his hands and alongside all the dead bodies of Haru's mercenaries. Mark and Steven both are again clueless as to what happened because they think they both were blacked out, letting the audience believe that it was the hidden third personality who murdered all the other mercenaries and also injured Haru, knocking him unconscious. But anyways, after that, they take Haru back to the tomb and recite the spell to imprison Amit inside Haro's body while she was fighting Khonshu. After the soul is put inside Haro's body, Khonshu tells Mark to kill him. But Lela reminds him that he has a choice and he realizes he doesn't want to be a killer. So he tells Khonshu that Khonshu can kill Haro himself. After which Khonshu frees Mark and Steven adhering to his promise. And we realize that the mental hospital illusion that we set inside in episode 4 was actually a dream. And you see blood come out of Dr. Harrow's shoes after which Steven wakes up back in his London apartment, now easily able to switch personalities with Mark and jumps out of his bed only to find out he's again tied to his bed. Episode 6 ends with one of the best post-credit scenes we've ever seen from a Marvel TV show, to be fair. The other post-credit scene, I think the only post-credit scene of a Marvel TV show which has really made an impact or is actually meaningful in the MCU future is the WandaVision post-credit scene, obviously because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is directly connected to it. But the second best post-credit scene ever in a Marvel TV show is this episode right here of Moon Knight. Episode 6 gives us a hint of what could possibly happen if there was this possible season 2 or if there is another appearance of Moon Knight we finally get the one thing which hardcore fans were searching for and that is the official reveal of the third personality which is hiding inside Mark Spector's body aka Jake Lockley now Jake Lockley in the comics again is a taxi driver who, who actually in this show by the way he's basically a chauffeur he drives a Rolls Royce and Jake Lockley is a taxi driver who by the way in this show because of Oscar Isaac is Latin. He's not anyway connected to all, all the other previous personalities, isn't Jewish as Mark Spector truly is. He instead is Latin. And you realize in the post credit scene that while Mark Spector is now no longer in Khonshu's control and is no longer Khonshu's fist of vengeance, because Jake is, Jake Lockley is, and because it's the same body, so are Mark and Steven. So now, Mark and Steven are still pretty much Moon Knight. They are still Moon Knight even though they didn't want to be Moon Knight because Steven makes Mark realize that you have been a slave for Khonshu because, again, Khonshu in the comics is kind of a bully. He's kind of a person who just wants to get his revenge and wants to give his version of justice to the world. He's basically a guy who'll do with any avatar. But he personally chose Mark because his mind is troubled. And that's basically enslaving Mark. And that's technically not a good thing. But that's what makes the character so interesting. Because it's Khonshu taking advantage of Mark's body by him actually being Jake Lockley's avatar or Jake Lockley being his fist of vent. And we get a perfect tease of him killing Arthur Harrow and that is exactly where Moon Knight episode 6 ends. Brilliant finale by the way, brilliant show, especially for a show to stand without any MCU references. It's actually hard these days but they, but this show was successfully able to do that without any issues and thankfully this show, I really hope they could get to season 2 but if this is a series finale so be it. I would love to see 
Mark Spector and Moon Knight ever come back in a potential other MCU movie possibly Blade fingers crossed but if if possible a Moon Knight or a, should I say a Midnight Suns aspect of it would be also amazing if Kevin Feige ever tries to do that but with that we come to an end of our Moon Knight season 1 or should I say series Moon Knight series breakdown of episodes 1 to 6. Do yourself a favor and watch it on Disney Plus Hotstar if you still haven't had the opportunity to do so. But it is a brilliant show. This show is a really big step for Marvel in terms of representation and in terms of Egyptian representation for people to be seen on other sides of the continent. And with that we come to an end of episode 3. Next episode is a mega one. Yup, you heard me. Multiverse of Madness hits theaters and episode 4 will be where we are going to go deep, literally deep into spoilers. We're going to be talking all things Multiverse of Madness. Obviously, it's 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 a 2-hour 6-minute Sam Raimi epic because obviously we all know there are going to be cameos, there's going to be spoilers. And in my opinion, I still feel it's probably even going to be bigger than No Way Home because trust me, episode 4 is going to be a crazy one. It's going to be a mega episode where we give our spoiler review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse the madness thank you so much for tuning in I'm already getting excited just thinking about it i know because i don't trust sam raimi i know he has something crazy for us in store thank you so much guys for tuning to episode 3 we hope you really liked it we hope what you you like what you listened and we'll see you for episode 4 thank you so much guys